Good evening and welcome to tonight's program on the agenda sponsored by Agenda Alexandria. I'm Janet Barnett and with me is Chris Lewis and we are here to give you a preview of our upcoming program scheduled at the George Washington Masonic Memorial on Monday, February 28th. It's entitled Experiences in Race, Storytelling in a Judgment-Free Zone. This program is made possible in collaboration with Zebra Press, and you can watch that recording through their Facebook page. We very much appreciate the collaboration with Alex, Alex Community for the space that they've given us tonight and for empowering organizations such as ours in the community. Welcome. I'm excited for our conversation. I'm excited for this conversation next Monday. I'm very excited because I think it's important, and I am so delighted that the board um, decided to have this conversation about race. I think it's an important conversation. Um, we've been talking about it for months now, yes. and while maybe we started being very uncomfortable, between several of us, we got more comfortable, more comfortable, and more comfortable, and it shows that when you talk to one another and you explain things, you, you share your feelings. Sometimes you don't always agree, but at least there's an understanding. And for me, that's helped me a lot when I've learned about you. Well, great. I, I, I agree. And um, it's a challenging topic. Um, I, I'm very grateful yeah. that we have uh, five awesome Alexandrians who have stepped up to participate in this conversation with us. Um, and we want to thank them, uh, Rosa Bird, Frank Fannin, Vaughn Ambrose, Fernando Torres. Uh, uh, those are our storytellers that'll uh, kick off our conversation. Uh, and then Whitney Parnell, uh, who comes with great experience as a facilitator um, in racial equity and in allyship. So it should make for an interesting conversation with those five Alexandrians. Agree. Yeah. What do you think, um, given that talking about race is such a, a challenging topic, um, what do you think we should expect as a community out of this hour-long conversation? Well, I don't know if we can expect it, but I certainly, I certainly hope that after this conversation on Monday night that people will be willing to talk to each other, to get together with different people, people that they don't normally hang out with, and talk and learn about each other. Um, you know, when you try to solve a problem, you sit down usually, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to be about race. And if you talk about it and you unveil all of the issues, you know, you might have an aha moment. I'm going to give a quick example of something that has nothing to do with race. Um, I was promised to get an email from someone about setting up a meeting. I didn't get the email. Hmm. So, you know, I kind of got my ire up. Well, that person didn't email me. And I saw the person a couple of times and kind of mm, snubbed them, you know, because I made an assumption because this person said he was going to email me. Well, finally, I saw the individual and I went up to the individual and I said, you said you were going to email me about an important issue that I wanted to talk to you about. And this individual said, I did email you. I said, I didn't get that email. And we looked at our phones and looked like it was sent, looked like I didn't get it. The point I'm making is, had I not gone up to that individual, and um, we were like so happy to see each other and that we were talking, 
I was able to understand that the email was sent for some reason I didn't get it, but now we're going to meet and we're going to talk. Mm-hmm. And imagine had I not gone up to him. Right. Now, I, I, I think I see where you're going because, you know, when we talk about, you know, that's just a, a basic interaction where we're talking about something as challenging as race. Uh, there can be a lot of moments, and, and I think we should expect this and be prepared for it as a community, where folks might say things that uh, you find tone deaf, mm-hmm. or you just don't understand how they could think that way or or react that way um, to something having to do with race. And so, you know, when I think about expectations for this conversation, I think we should be prepared for that. Uh, we've got such a diverse group on our panel that we already know that they're not necessarily coming uh, to a conversation about race from the same point of view or the same perspective. Correct. But what we do know is that they're all Alexandrians. And, and so I liked your point that um, uh, their willingness to talk hopefully will set a good example for, for those of us in the community who uh, think it's important that we keep talking about this issue um, because it's important. Well, and there's a lot of things, Chris, that, for ex- I'll just say myself, there's a mm-hmm. lot of things... I don't know what I don't know. Okay. And over the past year, um, you know, race has been a very important topic. We among ourselves and Agenda Alexandria have talked about it. And I've had some moments where I go, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Now I understand it. Um, I can handle it a little bit better mm-hmm. or I can handle it differently. And, you know... We may get into some, um, we, we will actually get into some storytelling Monday night where people have actually experienced some kind of racism. And, um, you know, it will make some people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important to talk about. I would want to hear about how somebody was made to feel badly or missed out on an opportunity. And then I want to know, are we working toward... I don't know if fixing is the right word, and we already said we're not going to solve the problem in one hour on Monday night, but I hope it's a segue for working toward bettering ourselves, all of us, and having a two-way conversation. You know, I don't understand everything, Chris, that you've experienced. You don't know everything, you know, that I've experienced, and it doesn't necessarily have to be because of race it could be other issues you know we all have some defense mechanisms going on throughout our life and sometimes they stay with us right so when you think about race uh and you know we've got to know each other over folks don't know no janet and i (laughs) serving on the board together here um this year this is my first year on the board you've been on the board for how long I've been on the board on and off since 2016, and I was the chair, I think, in 2016 and maybe 2017. But so, I've been on for a while. So we didn't really know each no. other when I joined the board. I liked you summer. right away. Well, you came up to me and you said, we need to work together on something, and we, we got assigned this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also learned uh, our uh, that we have uh, connections to family and Alexandria history. Yes. Um, and yet, uh, you know, we're of different generations. Mm-hmm we've had totally different experiences. So, you know, when I think about race, it's probably very different from then mm-hmm. what you immediately comes to mind in your mind. Um, I don't know if, if you have a thing that comes to your mind or, or is it 
something that you hadn't thought about much before. Well, in particular with this, I'll just stick to this. Certainly, I've had situations in my life where I felt differently because of something. But in terms of, you know, my what do I think about race? I mentioned that, um, you know, I grew up here. I think I mentioned it. I grew up here. I was so pleased to be living in a diverse community. It wasn't until um, five or six years ago and when when things racial things started happening, and in particular two years ago with the murder of George Floyd, the media was everywhere on a lot of different sides, and it just it just affected me so much that I called my friend Rosa. She'll be on the panel on on Monday night, and Rosa and I have known each other probably for forty years. She's older than I am, <laughs> but anyway, but not by much. Anyway, um, I called Rosa up, and um, I said, Rosa, do you still like me? And, of course, this was based on the news and all the media and everything. And she started to laugh, and she said, yes, I do. And so we chatted, and that was that. A couple days later, Rosa called me back, and she said, Janet, I just want you to know I started to cry because I I was concerned that you thought I didn't like you anymore. Now, it has been said that neither one of us, either we, each of us, should have felt uncomfortable or we shouldn't have felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But that's not what I want to talk about right now. As a result of Rose and I and our deep feelings for each other and our caring for each other, we formed a little group. Um, another African-American woman and another white woman. And the four of us, and this was kind of pre-COVID, but then moving on into COVID, we started meeting monthly, either outside or on Zoom, and, and we've been back um, together in person. And the four of us, we talk. Uh, one of our um, groupies is a volunteer at the African American History Museum. So she brings a great deal of knowledge to us and tells us that, you just have no idea what went on back in the day. Right. And uh, we listen in earnest to her stories. But we've read different books, and um, we just continue to meet. We don't solve anything, mm -hmm. but we talk, and we have a deep care and concern for each other. And each of us, I think, wants to do better for the community. How can we help the community? So... Did I answer that question? Did I tell you what I thought about? I think you told your story. Okay. That's yeah. That's what yeah. I was asking. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You know, you brought up um, the murder of George Floyd. Yes. And and because it was all across the news, it it certainly felt like uh, a lot of folks like it woke up a lot of people mm -hmm. to say, oh, what what do I think about what happened or. Um, you know, you called your friend and you mm -hmm. asked if, you know... She still uh, liked me. Yeah, if there's something that you hadn't yes, thought of or, yes. or, or your relationship just mm -hmm. changed. Um, uh, when I think about race um, and even that event, it really reminds me... It feels like something that I live with every day. Um, and so um, whether it was when the George Floyd murder happened um, or, or other incidents in the news, it's often surprising to me that folks um, uh, that that uh, folks felt like their eyes were open because um, uh, certainly as a, as a young black man it often feels like 
I have to think about race all the time. And, and that can be good and it can be bad, actually. Uh, it can be painful because of, of how it can limit uh, what I think I can do, um, how um, it can be painful and how um, folks react to me and try to limit what I can do. And I've got my own stories about sure. uh, where folks, you know, try to put me in a box or say I could or couldn't do something because of my race. I also think there's a flip side of it where, uh, you know, as a black person, I have a, an awesome black community. You know, my roots are in Alexandria. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you and your husband, uh, your, your husband has passed on, uh, grew up the same time as my father. And we've talked about that. There's a tremendous uh, community, uh, African-American community here in Alexandria that I have a lot of pride in. Um, uh, that I grew up hearing about from my father. Um, and so, you know, there's there's a lot of pride and there's a lot of pain that I think that comes with race sometimes. Certainly, um, I think from the African-American side. And, and I don't want folks to think that we're uh, exploiting that pain and discussing it. But if it does lead to some teachable moments, um, then I'm hopeful. Well, you said a couple of things that reminded me of something else. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier when we were talking, because when, when we talk a lot. We do, you and um, I. <laughs> we do. We talked about we don't know what it's like to walk in other people's shoes. Right. Now, as I was growing up, my dad used to tell me that all the time. You know, have some empathy, know what it's like. But I don't know what it was like walking in an African-American person's shoes. Mm-hmm. Through the years, um, I've I had conversations. Uh, my good friend, Mo Simmons, who was the deputy director of parks at Recreation and Parks, and we worked together, um, he would tell me stories when he came back from Vietnam, stuff that ha- happened to him. Uh, places in the South, I guess it was in the probably late 60s, 70s, where um, he couldn't go into hotels. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. And so... I, over the years, have been made aware, but I don't know what that actually, I can hear about it. I don't know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but teachable moments are important. I had a situation at work. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say it because we're just having a conversation. Yeah. Uh, somebody said they were going to, It was talk, we were talking about budget, mm-hmm. and they, were gonna, they said they were going to Jew them down. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't quite paying attention. I'm Jewish. And, um, I, but that part I heard, I said, what did you just say? Mm-hmm. And the person said, I'm going to Jew them down. And immediately, oh, it was awful. And for her and for me. And um, we kind of just really didn't know what to do. The end of the story is that this person is a great person. We are friends today, long retired and uh, I called my rabbi, Rabbi Moline, mm-hmm. and I said, this is what happened in the workplace, city of Alexandria. And um, I said, I don't know what to do because I really love the person. And he said, use it as a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, she and I were friends anyway. Right. So I don't know. We, we just kind of stuck together. We talked about it. Um, you know, we talked about some of our traditions. Um so, you know, that's the end of the story. Right. You know? And Jewish people couldn't go to places. I was never aware of that. I don't know that I've ever been locked out of anywhere. I remember one time I was 
little girl, I was spending the night at someone's house, and this friend said, you know, my father doesn't like Jewish people. And I was so scared the whole night Mm -hmm. being there, and I couldn't wait for my uh, mom to pick me up the next day. I don't even remember what that girl's name was. I don't even know where the house was. But I sure remember the fear that I had. Anyway, I'm on a tangent now. No, no, this is good because (laughs) I expect that... And I hope we'll have some teachable moments in our conversation mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, not only do we have such a diverse group of panelists, um, and, and uh, you know, we have to remember we have a diverse city. Um, you know, you're white and Jewish, I'm African American. Uh, that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of the diversity in the city of Alexandria. Absolutely. Um, and our panel doesn't even fully... Uh, reflect the diversity in the city of Alexandria, but you know, uh, with only limited spots, we're trying to do the best we can um, to to get a good conversation for the folks and get things started in in one hour. But yeah, I, I expect we'll have some teachable moments, and and I hope um, you know that folks are willing to be receptive to some of the things that we'll try to teach about. You know, uh, we have a great um, uh, expert joining us uh, who does trainings mm-hmm. uh, on racial equity. Um, on uh, allyship, and uh, uh, we've asked her certainly in the conversation to to define some terms that folks have been hearing these days in the news or in conversations about race um, that not everyone reacts to well. Things like uh, uh, white privilege, things like systemic racism. What do they mean, um, and how do we understand them um, as we try to uh, work as a community to overcome race? Uh, race issues and um, and to fight for racial justice. Um, so I hope folks are willing to to hear that out um, and think about incorporating it into whatever conversations they may have after our hour long conversation. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And once again, I'm so proud of Agenda Alexandria for bringing this topic forward. And um, you know, communication I think is generally the key. Mm-hmm. Um, those those terms, I think some people may be triggered by them mm-hmm. one way or the other. Um, it will be good to get a definition of yeah. what those terms mean because um, they are thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. And we hear things differently. We see things. I've often heard that you can have five eyewitnesses and you have five different stories of what was seen, right. you know, in one incident. So, yeah, we're going to be, uh, people will be feeling differently about things and, you know, the way to, I don't know if it's fixing it, but certainly talking about it and getting a better understanding um, of each other's culture, of each other's life stories. How did that make them feel? Mm-hmm. And how does that affect them today? Um, and I think at the end, we're all responsible for ourselves and we have opportunities. Um, and if there are opportunities for some that aren't there for others, let's know about those opportunities, that, that what's not happening for certain people. Let's know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have started this conversation, that's for sure. And, and I hope we get a lot of feedback, um, good feedback, bad feedback. We'll know, we'll know how to handle it. Right, right. Yeah, um, you know, we call it uh, a judgment-free zone. Yes. But we know that folks may feel discomfort. Um, um, certainly, you know, uh, folks who feel like they've had uh, racial injustice against mm-hmm. them feel a lot of discomfort. 
Um, we hear a lot in the news today about folks who feel discomfort talking about the history of racial, racial injustice, um, uh, which, quite frankly, is something I don't understand how, you know, just talking about it makes people feel uncomfortable. Um, uh, so I, I'm sure there are folks in Alexandria who um, react um, from one side or the other, the gamut of those reactions. Uh, when they're asked to talk about race. Is it it a bad thing? Well, no, I think it's okay, Mm -hmm. you know. But what I also hope is everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I hope this conversation and others that hopefully will happen will open their mind to say, oh, I understand how that made you feel Mm -hmm. and what you were not able to take advantage of or not an opportunity or a school to go to or, or whatever, a house to buy or whatever it may be that happened. Right. Um, now I have a better understanding of that um, for those people who, you know, might be triggered in one way. Um, and, you know, I think we just have to keep on talking and keep on working and, um, you know, reach out. Uh, I'll just point out my daughter when she was in high school was in an organization called Operation Understanding DC. I don't know if it still exists. Um, They selected 12 Jewish students and 12 African American students to be in this organization for a year and it was to teach each other about each other's culture Mm -hmm. and they spent time um, (laughs) for the lack of a better way of saying it doing Jewish things and doing African-American things, going to the churches, going to the synagogues, uh, visiting, um, when my daughter was in it, they went to the South um, and went to the 16th Street Baptist Church and the Edmund Pettus Bridge. And um, uh, other groups have gone to Detroit and other places. But at the end of the year, they formed a friendship, they understood each other's cultures um, where those kids are today, I don't know. They're all in their 40, thir- late 30s and 40s now. Yeah. Um, but um, it was, even back then, um, a-, a way to bring these, these two different groups together to understand each other. And the parents got together, too. And, um, you really? know, yeah, not all the time. The kids really didn't want us around. But on occasion, we did. And then we had an end-of-year party. And... You know, we became friends. I mean, we just, you know, and there's one or two people that uh, we, we don't keep in touch with or I don't keep in touch with anymore. But I think of them, you know, and, and remember some of the fun times we had. So, um, you know, I have often asked, said to myself, I really wish I could know if that experience with those kids, where that experience took them. I can speak for my daughter. I'm very proud of her. That's all I'll say. Yeah. But she's, she's. I'm very proud of her. You know, I wonder when um, when folks say they're uncomfortable in talking mm-hmm. about uh, race. Um, you know, how much of it is uh, discomfort with what we may not have solved or fixed yet in our society. Um, uh, you know, I hope talking about history is not uncomfortable because it's in the past. Yeah. Um, well, but it, but really, you know, when uh, we talk about present day examples. Um, you know, you talked about George Floyd. You know, uh, how do we not learn from uh, the present day examples that we find? Uh, whether it's 
you know, that example in leasing or, or other, other uh, systems in our society. Um, uh, I hope that, you know, this conversation, which is just a, you know, a way to start mm-hmm. something in Alexandria, mm-hmm. um, gets people thinking um, about, uh, uh, you know, what they can do and how we as a community can be um, responsible or accountable to, to, to fixing systemic racism. Um, uh, I wonder, Chris, if yeah. there's a way to measure success, say, in two years or in three years or in four years, and what does success even look like? That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, we've had programs over the years, um, and I, I don't know, have they worked? Have they not worked? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I'm really interested because... I know that we've done a lot of things with the equity officer. Mm-hmm. I am hoping that her, she really makes a difference in sort of helping. I don't know if helping's the right word, but teaching, making, bringing about awareness mm-hmm. for people to, you know, just try to understand. We keep using the word "try to understand." Walk in someone else's shoes. I think we just have to keep talking about it and talking about it. And not everyone will always come together to agree on it, but I think Agenda Alexandria has a great program on Monday. I invite all of our audience who's watching tonight to join us either in person or hybrid. We're going to do it via Zoom. Yes. And tell your friends. Um, Chris is going to be moderating, oh. and um, I'm going to be in the audience with. Uh, I'm going to get the hard pass <laughs> of moderating. Well, Jenny Franco and I are going to be the, in the audience, and uh, uh, we're going to just listen with earnest and uh, well. you know. And again, we're we're looking forward to our panelists. Uh, what else can we say? I think we give a shout out to our leader, Ricardo. Absolutely, yeah. No, Ricardo Alfaro, the chair of the board of Agenda Alexandria. Um, who helps lead putting together every program is doing a fantastic job. I think we're both very fortunate to be able to work with him. Absolutely. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, you it's know. at the GW Masonic Memorial, by the way. Yeah. In person. Just, just a few of the details. We want yeah. folks to make sure that you take the time to register. Um, again, this is Monday, February 28th. Um, you can register at agendaalexandria.org. Um, and, and for those who are willing, we hope you'll come and attend it in person at the GW Masonic National Memorial. Um, there'll be a small social gathering um, before the program starts. So the, the gathering starts at 6.30. You can come and mingle and talk with folks. Um, and then the program itself will start right at 7 p.m. Um, we also encourage all of you to subscribe to On the Agenda, uh, our, our podcast here at Agenda Alexandria. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on other podcasting platforms. Um, and if you're watching this live through the Zebra Facebook page, make sure you hit the follow. Uh, there's, a, yeah, there's a follow button on there. Uh, those of you on Facebook know how to find that. So please uh, follow the Zebra. We appreciate them partnering with us to put this, this podcast together. Um, Janet, I'm looking forward to seeing you and everyone on Monday. Um, and, and thank you everyone for joining us tonight.